Hello, dreamers. Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time watching or listening, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. Hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at livingthedream506. Share it. Tell your friends about it. All that good stuff. Everything helps. So thanks, at the very least, for just being here. My guest today is the lead singer and guitarist of Winter Sleep, and he just released a new record with his solo project, Post Data. And that record is called Twin Flames, which I absolutely loved. And I've been a fan of everything he's created for the better part of two decades now. And it was an honor and a pleasure having him on the show. So please give it up for Paul Murphy. to go in not bad how are you i'm doing great really good really good nice good sound Sorry, i have to speak through this microphone pardon good sound it sounds good yeah <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah it's through my actual like pro tools like uh recording things so I'm, I'm setting up for a set so it's like uh, yeah <laughs> really good sounding microphone that's good yes yeah, well that's good perfect. actually i haven't i haven't tested on anybody yet so i'm glad that it's working yeah man sounds great uh well let's jump right in you said you're setting up for a show are you talking about for friday night yes for friday night so that's uh the side door thing that i'm doing that damn Mangan thing right so um, that's with post data but you're doing it solo just you right yeah just just yep just solo and uh yeah me and an acoustic and i might electric guitar in there but it's pretty easy just doing it as an acoustic performance <laughs> nice thing so yeah so yep i'm excited about it i haven't i haven't done anything that's like that for the reason that it just i just didn't like how it sounded like to but like since hooking up with dan it's uh yeah it's it feels like it's gonna be good going through your actual like recording devices and stuff and you can actually make it sound kind of good on on this end anyway and then everyone's just hearing what you're hearing as well so that's cool right so you're going to be playing the new album in its entirety? That's the plan? Yeah, the new album in its entirety, and then uh, some older stuff, like just probably four or five songs off of each other record. There's three records total. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be like an hour of music, and and then I don't know how the what the format is, but probably just chatting a little, little bit with everybody. Um, yeah. So is there going to be a crowd? Are you doing it in front of people? Yeah, it's live. Oh, nice. So it's going to be kind of cool. Yeah. So it's like, it's basically like a zoom meeting. <laughs> so it's going to be, there'll be like, however many people are coming. I think there's, yeah, I think there's a few of um, and I'll see them at the same time. So it's kind of like a big, so that'd be kind of nice. I, I think it's going to be cool. I haven't done one like that. It's either going to be really weird or it's going to be really weird initially, I'm sure, but it's going to be cool. Dan, Dan's saying that it's really nice because you get to see everybody's reaction. So it kind of feels um closer to a show than like something like um instagram live which is also also really cool because you're seeing what people are writing which is great but he says you, you get to see people's reactions 
in real time, which is kind of kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So the new album is called Twin Flames. Is there anything you want to tell us about the new album? Um, anything about Twin Flames? I don't know. I just I did it all in my uh, in my house. It was like a remote record. So um, yeah, and Ali uh, Chant worked on it. He's done stuff with Perfume Genius, and uh, uh, that he did that Soccer Mommy record as well. That was really fantastic. So um, so yeah, it was done during the lockdown. The first the first lockdown. I guess we're still locked down at some level, but it's uh like early stages like last year we started working on it kind of like may june um and uh yeah so we did it all kind of like remotely so it was kind of so it has a certain vibe to it so it has sort of like it starts out kind of has a sort of intimate quality i think to the um to the kind of to the sort of beds of each song because it's just you're basically just uh, basing it all around your vocal and acoustic guitar and kind of uh, just a performance. Um, and then we we sort of wanted to elevate it and kind of make it have a cool sounding production as well. So uh, I would get it to a certain, I would do that and then add synths and whatever else needed to be added to it. And then, um, and then Ali, uh, we worked with people uh, uh, in the UK. There's a really great drummer named Matt Brown and he worked on on the songs, and Ali just had some a few people that um, worked on worked out some of the uh, things that I had done, uh, but made them put them onto like real things. Like I had like string arrangements done on on my uh, recording stuff uh, software, and uh, and then so we got people to actually play that. Um, so we did some fun things in that in that realm, where he was working with people in Bristol, and I got like. My brother sang on a few songs. My cousin sang, and uh, yeah, so I just got like friends uh, from here to to work on it as we, as things started opening back up and we we're allowed to hang out with people again. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a pretty fun record, basically, <laughs> very modern day record. I don't think it could have happened like even five years ago. I don't think there would have been the technology yet. So it was pretty. I felt pretty grateful to have be able to kind of work it in this capacity. It was really fun record to make. Yeah. Are there any specific influences on this new album? Like, especially for me personally, uh, the title track twin flames had a, like, I know you, I've heard that you mentioned it was originally a instrumental track and then you just um, put some spoken word over top of it and kind of worked with it that way. And that gave it a real, like, hypnotic, poetic feel to me, kind of like a sun kill moon sort of vibe. And I was wondering if there was any similar, yeah. like, inspirations or motor, like influences from that. Yeah, vein. I, mean, I love um, I love lots of stuff that is in that vein. Um, Kate Tempest as well, sun kill moon. Uh, uh, what else? Um, Bill Callahan is reminds reminiscent of. Um, something maybe you would try out. Um, and I'm big fans of, of Bill Callahan. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's probably, probably yeah, there's probably an influence there for sure. Um, but yeah, at the time it was kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it was just kind of worked for that song really well, that idea. And the wind came 
And it brought me back here To the beginning of some strange field of fear In the middle of a year At the end of a day In the opening of some hour To the blink of a moment For a fraction of a second I felt your eyes I felt your hands there I felt your feelings I held them trembling in midair In the motionless sky In the moonless night At the speed of light We were never really here You opened your heart It opens the way it always opens Through the front door Soft fingers pull away the curtains In the endless night Where there's nothing left To say or be afraid of Only love and breath And the rain came And the thunder clapped We opened our mouths Stuck out our tongues And then collapsed In laughter In something other than that In a flickering flutter Of two beating hearts Of twin flames Oh my love I walk in the way I always walk in Through the front door Soft fingers pull away the curtains In the endless night I held you so tightly Then again more tightly Till there was nothing left Oh my love My grief, my shame The stars above me We were never lost We were only hiding Waiting out the storm There was nothing left to say or be afraid of, only love and breath. Yeah. So when you tour this, do you just put together a different band every time that you tour? Like you started this project in what, like 2010? Yeah. So, well, the first record was 2000, I think I released it in 2010. Yeah. And that was just me and my brother and, and the recording was just uh, an acoustic guitar, very much like this show, <laughs> but at the, the show that's going to happen. So it was just an acoustic guitar and, um, and like some synthesizers and it was just me and Mike over like the holiday holiday season uh um working on that and so that was like I, at that point it was just it wasn't even anything that I really thought I would tour uh but then we released it and uh it had like good reaction and uh, so then I just wanted to do a few shows around it um and then the next one was more of a full production like full uh full band uh, production kind of thing. Uh, and that was just with different people. So I, I did that. Um, some of that with the guys in Frightened Rabbit when I was over in, cause I was in Europe at the time and I wanted to work with them really bad. So I, we just kind of arranged, um, that to happen during, during a trip that I was taking there. 
um, that portion of it. So the first half is them, and then the second half um, was uh, Simone from Blonde Redhead. Uh, we toured, winter, my other band, Winter Sleep, toured with Blonde Redhead. So I met him, and um, and I wanted to do some stuff with him. So it was more just like getting together and... Uh, yeah, I think that was kind of the idea of the, in terms of the production of that was just like working with different people and not necessarily, uh, yeah, it's not like a one one band sort of thing. But the person that, one of the people that played on this record, uh, Jordan, um, drums for a band called Walrus, and he um, he did most of the live touring for the last Post Data record. Um, and so he played on half of this record and he'll be touring this record. So I think that's, I think it's just a matter of like what works, works and what doesn't work. A lot of these people are in other bands. They have other projects. I have, um, at the, the I have a, another project as well. So it's kind of like whatever, um, whatever people can do to, if, if they have their, their time available, then, and they're in a similar vicinity, uh, then that's kind of the idea of the live thing and we, we can always make it sound um sound good luckily because i think they're all phenomenal musicians <laughs> luckily it's crazy yeah it's cool that you get to like put it together during quarantine which like you said you didn't think it could possibly come together like years ago like this because now you're kind of probably getting people sending in parts to it like is that where you were yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So that one that one was basically like um yeah, so it, um like Andy from did uh Andy from uh Andy Monahan from Freight of It did uh he did something on this on the second song of this record and that's be, I basically sent him the track and then he added some elements to it and sent it back and it was just kind of like a kind of remote collaboration and Tim added also did Tim Dion from Winter Sleep did that on a track as well, um, and then and then Ali was adding lots of stuff as well. Who's the who's the producer on it? And he was adding like bass parts if he had an idea for it. So it was kind of just done. Yeah, it was kind of done that way as opposed to kind of working it out in a band environment. But it's kind of cool because then it's sort of, you're basing everything on on a finished like vocal take and whatever the guitars and things like that so you're basing the song around that as opposed to a, a, a live thing which is great sometimes too um but uh yeah that's a cool i think that that's part of the energy of the record yeah it's cool to see like people from all over kind of collaborating and coming together like that like the people in the uk do you know them personally before music or is it like uh you met them on tour or through through music, and that's kind of how that relationship started. Yeah, it started like yeah, the well, I I hadn't I had met Ali once. Just um, he had worked with a band that uh, my manager worked with, and she was really she really got along with him and thought that our personalities would work well together. So she introduced us. Um, so when uh, Winter Sleep uh, was on tour in the UK. Uh, he came out to one of the shows, and I just went to dinner with him and hung out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she was right. He was great, <laughs> and I love his records as well. Um, so that that that's how that relationship started. Um, and with Freight and Rabbit, it was just we had toured. Winter Sleep had toured with them, um, and we just became really good friends. We toured with them for like a bit and a half, basically, and. Uh, 
so that was that was cool. I was wanted I wanted to go see them anyway because I was I was in Europe at the time and I was like I want to go see them, but then like it, wheels start turning and you're like oh let's just do something let's do something for this record so it's fun it's a fun way to I think it's a fun way to hang out I think <laughs> especially with other musicians because you know I think that's a it's a form I, I think getting a lot of musicians get into music uh, as a form of like communicating. <laughs> So it's kind of it's a fun way to uh, hang out together, I guess. Yeah. Was this always what you wanted to do, like right from the like from high school or as a kid? Did you always want to be in a band, play music? Pretty much, like since I was fourteen, um, and I didn't. I think at the time, I just I liked um, writing songs, and and I liked the idea of like being able to write a song and put it on. A record and it being like oh now i can play that song like i can that's crazy <laughs> uh, and then that naturally grows into this like wanting to be in a band and elevating the production of it or elevating the kind of um what's happening and i've always been interested in that side of it for sure but n not uh necessarily thinking it was something that was viable at the time um even yeah at that time i was a long time ago it was it was like pre-napster <laughs> <laughs> so it was before anyway before all of that stuff but um yeah anyway i didn't think i didn't think of it necessarily as a as a career until like i was probably like i don't know like 24 i think like after i finished school i was like oh, kind of like to try to um make it something that i at least toured for toward yeah i think in my mind it was like i'll i'd like to tour this record and see what happens and if nothing happens and that's fine but it, it just seemed to seem like it worked well and and the people that uh i formed the band with were all really serious musicians and stuff so it was it's good it's inspiring to kind of um to do that and then meet other musicians that are doing it and uh so then it kind of became, had a, yeah, a life of its own, I guess. What was the timeline like? Like you had a band in high school. Yeah. And then you went away to college. Did that band cease at that point? That band, it, no, it didn't actually. Cause we, we all moved to the same city. So that band kind of, we all moved there for school. Um, but because we were all in the same city, <laughs> we just kept, we made one more record. <laughs> Um, and then this, and then I started another band kind of simultaneously with the guitar player from that same band. So that band, that first band was called Carrie, my high school band. And then, uh, Tim Dion from Winter Sleep and I were within that band. And we, so we started a band called Winter Sleep simultaneously. That was sort of just kind of like similar to the beginnings of post data, I guess, kind of like bedroom recordings that I just had, um, and we just got together and um and then we met Lowell and he's incredible like at product even at that even at that time he's really great at production and, and recording and that stuff. Um so then it was sort of like yeah, so we we're doing them simultaneously for like a year or two and then you the school stopped and some of the people from Carrie just left, did other did other things and uh and then Winter Sleep just uh, felt like a natural progression. And yeah, it was like everyone really wanted to try it out, try out the touring thing. So we did. 
how long before it was like known that this is going to work? I think really um, probably like we probably so like our first record was we weren't I guess that wasn't we had just released that that was just for fun we were just kind of just trying to make it and and enjoying the production and enjoying the process and we were thinking of just doing shows um i guess I mean, at some level you're sort of you, you you would take any opportunity that comes your way to to play a show so i'm not saying that we weren't it was like oh we no i guess we're gonna try this it was like in the back of your mind but i guess anyway so i think with that we just released that record and then it was the second record that we were i think we had become more serious and like wanted to up the level of the production and uh and with that was just like yeah once you once you start doing taking it that seriously it just felt like it was um worth trying and making it trying to make a go of it i guess and then i think but i think like well like the third record walk the night sky was probably the one that was like okay we can actually um really focus and like we don't have to uh, to yeah i guess it's just i felt like you know you do a, you get a contract with a bigger label and it has it includes a certain amount of albums so you're just kind of like you kind of like uh settle into that idea at that at that point that felt like it was like definitely like a a bridge between trying to do something and being like okay this is actually what we do we can play these, these cities certain people come and great <laughs> so what was the backup plan what did you go to school for i didn't really have a backup plan i guess Yes, but uh, uh, English. So yeah, speak English now. No, uh, <laughs> English and uh, history, and I did uh, German as well. Um, but it was just yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't really have a backup plan. I know I was always interested in writing and like writing prose and writing um, poetry and that kind of stuff. Um, and but yeah, I didn't really have a backup plan. I I didn't really see it. I, I guess I always felt like I could um, figure out something else, like if I if I had to, I guess at that point, like once you, yeah, once you decide that you want to do it, um, I was kind of like, well, I'll try this for a little bit, and if it doesn't work out, I can go back to school or do something else, I guess. But I did, it's definitely not. I didn't really have a backup plan. I wasn't interested in doing something else, which is probably better like a better mindset to really focus and actually achieve something is to not have something to fall back on. Yeah, totally. I think so too. And I, I mean, yeah, I guess you have, your, you ha I guess you have your age to fall back on. Cause you're like, oh, I'll yeah. be, I'll try this for like four years. Whereas now I'm like, I don't have that really to fall back on, but like, yeah, it'd be like, I'll be like 27 and I'll have to whatever, go back to school and do something. But, um, but yeah, I think if you're lucky enough to be in this position where you're like working with, people that are really good uh the, you know great musicians then and you have something that is is kind of unique then i think that's um really worth putting in that time and and uh and it's not that much of a what do you call it like it's not what do you even call it uh it's like you're not it's not you're not taking that much of a chance i guess Right, because it's really enjoyable and risk reward. Yeah, and it's, yeah, the risk reward isn't crazy. It, it doesn't feel crazy because it's it's an it's just a 
great life experience and you know that you're doing it with people that are really great and 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 uh so then it's kind of like yeah even in failure it'd be worth it yeah totally and it's not even yeah even it's not even failure it's just like exactly you would just make music and then you would stop and you would do something else and then make music and then do it do your best to to get it out there and 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 enjoy that and celebrate that and and uh play live music which i think is just a good spiritual journey in and of itself and then and then uh once that stops you kind of just figure figure the rest out i guess definitely and it definitely paid off i mean just i can't remember the first time i would have saw you guys but it was somewhere in the mid to late 2000s like probably First time is probably at Evolve in Anaganish. Oh no way! That's awesome. Yeah, and th- yeah like, that was fun. Are you from Are you from Anaganish? From I'm from New Brunswick actually, but we used okay, to go cool. to. Yeah, but you went to Anaganish for it. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been right around. Yeah, right around Welcome to the Night Sky. That record. Yeah. Well, um, your first three records are incredible. I don't know how else to explain awesome. it. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. <laughs> um, yeah, but, that was. Yeah, back then, like, especially in that environment is, that's my favorite iteration of winter sleep is like, like I've seen you guys at Folly Fest and Harvest Jazz and Blues and Area 506 and like all the Atlantic Canada festivals and stuff like that. And I find listening to you guys around here, you open it up a bit more, you get more to your experimental roots that I kind of fell in love with back in the early days. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I like that uh, I, you guys often will end a set with like nerves normal, breeze normal, which really opens it up and you kind of jam it out. And that's, I would say that's probably my favorite winter sleep song. So it's fun to see you guys still value that as a closing aspect. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's kind of funny because I think um, our first couple records are probably more, it's probably a good thing to, it's good to hear that. Cause it's kind of, um, I think as you kind of evolve as a band, you always want to represent all those things are very much what you're about as a band. So you can't, you wouldn't want to lose anything like that in the set. But like, I think probably at the, that stage of the time, we were probably doing a lot more songs that were in that vein of like nerves. Normal. <laughs> so it was like, so I think if you like nerves normal, then that era would probably be, would probably be the best. Um, but yeah, I think as we as we kind of grew, you kind of develop in certain ways, and then. But yeah, we always want to retain that part of the set. I think that's key, and that orca is another one we always do. Yeah, definitely. From that time frame, and it's like, uh, yeah, there's there's something about those songs that I think is really unique about Winter Sleep. I think it's like, uh, kind of, uh, kind of important. Am I really dark? Like, am I in a dark no. room and you can't see me? Okay, I'm, you can see me. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just looking at my phone. Okay, now I see it on the on the Zoom thing. It's like, I'm, am I just in my dark room? And, and there's like a anyway, whatever. But uh, yeah. another thing about like that, uh, just that sort of early sound that you guys had, I like seeing it come out in newer tracks too. Like as you guys got older and uh, kind of more mature as a band, I found you started to get more get tighter songs and a lot of structure and then you'd see a song like uh like shadowless off of the great detachment 
Yeah. And then like the end of that song sort of opens up a bit and gets a, a bit ambient, a bit experimental. And I, I love yeah. to hear that come out of those songs. Cause then they have a, they have a personality first and foremost. And then when you open it up, you're already in that set and setting of the song. And it's cool to see the, the early winter sleep come out in those newer songs. Yeah, totally. It's a, I feel like we've kind of gotten better at sort of, yeah, embracing that kind of thing. Cause I think it is really important for a record to have kind of space in it. And I think Definitely. that would be, I, I think that that's kind of like one of the, yeah, I, I think that's got, yeah, it's definitely something that I really like about the, uh, like Hello Home, which is like not, not our most recent one, but that one has a lot of, sp- has elements of that as well. And I think it's important to remember to have moments like that or to, to kind of, um, yeah, because sometimes it could just be, it can feel like really a bit too rocky or intense or something like that. So yeah, and cool. I find you kind of blend the like two a, great. Yeah, I feel like I feel like lately we've sort of been able to capture that kind of blend. Yeah. Mm. And oh man, like so over the years with both post data and winter sleep, you've toured, I mean, across the entire world, um, shared the stage with some incredible names. What are some what are some like highlights from your career to this like thus far? Right. Um I think uh I guess I just think of it as like good tours are the, are the highlights. <laughs> I think probably um, the f- touring that we did with Fright and Rabbit was a huge highlight just because I feel like they have a really, um, it's one of those things where you, you, t- you can get a tour with a bigger band, but if their audience doesn't get what you're doing, it doesn't really matter that much. Like it's kind of, it matters cause it's still fun and you're still, and you're playing for people that don't know you, but um and so it's good. It's special. Um, like you can be playing with like, Oh, we're playing with the track, the hip. This is great. Uh, but if their audience isn't like super into it, then it feels like a little bit, uh, tainted, I guess <laughs> not tainted, but just not as, not as not the same as when you do a tour with someone that with their, you feel like their audience really, really gets what you're doing. Um, so that, that, that was awesome. Um, that was an awesome element of touring with, uh, Fright and Rabbit. Um, and, Tragic Hip actually had moments like that as well. Like there's certain shows that were like that too, but um, but it felt like with the Fright and Rabbit thing, it was like. But Tragic Hip would be another one. Like being able to share the stage with Gord Downey was amazing, especially as a Canadian. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's an incredible, incredible performer. Um, so that was that was a highlight, um, especially as a singer and just like seeing someone that can kind of command the attention in that way it was pretty cool to, to watch um live like like uh what else in terms of just um so did we, you do a full it. tour with the tragically hip we did yeah well it was like two and a half weeks so it wasn't full i think it was like half of the states basically nice um what year was yeah, that that was awesome um Right around Welcome to the Night Sky, like I think it was, we were recording Welcome to the Night Sky at the time, so it was that maybe two thousand six or two thousand seven, I think. Hmm. So that was pretty. That was like pretty special at the time. We opened uh, opening for Pearl Jam was really cool too. Like just going to Newfoundland, that was 
just that I guess that feels like a weird like band moment <laughs> and that would have been like in that time frame where we were like because I don't think we had even released yeah so it would have been in the time frame where we were like trying it out and uh like it was on our second record and we just our manager at the time just sent them a couple songs i think on like myspace or something like that <laughs> and they like got back to us right away and they're like yeah because some, something fell through last minute so we basically had to like take a we took a ferry we didn't even fly it was so funny i don't know why we didn't fly <laughs> we took a ferry to porta basque no <laughs> um that is what that is what we did i don't know why we did that it's so weird we, we took a ferry to porta basque and then drove like eight hours so we made it there just in time but we could have just <laughs> flown but anyway it made it more feel more dramatic um <laughs> that was cool and another fun kind of highlight that i'm thinking of right now is we got to we were playing a, sh a show in bc in pemberton bc and um we were going to be late because there was i think it was just because the traffic um going into the festival was like they had underestimated the amount of people that were going to go and like when people were going to go i guess so we were like super late um we're going to be late and then they were like they got us a helicopter and we had to like drive off this, this area and this helicopter came and picked us up and dropped us off at our show which is so funny um <laughs> so that was, that was kind of a highlight um but yeah in terms of like most recently i guess the highlights being able to like play these shows are uh, like kind of like play bigger festivals is also a highlight as well um but in terms of specific stuff i, I think those things were they felt like kind of um moments i guess we got to go to japan that was cool um but yeah it's all i mean it's all it just depends i think it depends on the, the show i enjoy a lot of it and uh yeah. So when you get to play with <laughs> these bands like uh, like Pearl Jam and The Hip, and I think you guys opened for Paul McCartney too. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So like, do you get a chance to see these guys and talk to them at all? We um yeah, I mean the we got to chat with Pearl Jam. Like the, we went to the, we yeah we hung out with them a little bit after the first show that we did. We did two with them and we went bowling with them which was pretty sweet and it was very funny. Um, and then Paul McCartney, we met him on stage. He came, he was super, I don't, yeah, he's super nice. He came out and introduced himself to everybody on, in our band. And he did that with all the openers, which is really generous and nice thing to do, obviously. <laughs> um, but we didn't hang out. We didn't even get to see that set, which is probably why I forgot it. Cause um, we had to leave. Like it was, it was dumb. We already had this, other we should have just canceled the other show but we had a tour that had like we had a show in ireland originally scheduled so we were doing that it was very much like the pearl jam thing where we just kind of found out last minute that he wanted us to do it um and so then but i, I in retrospect i would have definitely would have canceled the show in ireland and just hung out and watched the paul mccartney show <laughs> stupid but i think you're just you're on tour so you're like you're in that mode anyway and you're just like okay we'll do this um show for 30 minutes and then take a flight and then play the next day it also made it also meant that we couldn't go to the uk the day before so we had to play 
like just after arriving instead of our initial or intended thing was to we, normally you would go like the day or two before before you play a show but this meant playing the show meant that we had to go and then we arrived there and had to play and we're all tired and like crazy and hadn't slept and like um so it was a it was not a smart idea that was a low light for sure highlight into a low light good contrast 24 hours yet and another thing that stood out for me like i'm just i fanboy over all these bands because i mean they're all my favorites and you guys included and when you uh Getty Lee of Rush played hmm. bass on one of your tracks. Like that's a huge highlight. Yeah. Oh my god. How did that happen? How does that come together? That. It's all. It always comes together by just being. Like, let's just see. Let's just uh, <laughs> see what they want. See what they think. Uh, it's always kind of like that. I, well, actually, that one was um, our manager at the time. He manages Trailer Park Boys, so we knew there was a connection to Rush, and we're all big Rush fans. And the. Uh, uh, producer is a humongous like tony um who did that record with us um he's a huge rush fan and he has this kind of recurring thing where he's like what would getty lee do he always says that <laughs> if you're like worrying about a baseline <laughs> as if you can play what getty lee's gonna do i don't know um and then we were just like why don't we just like why don't we just see see if he's interested in doing it um and uh, expecting him to say no uh and then he just was just like, yeah, send it. And he'd like, it was, he was, he was really awesome about it. Like he really, um, was really serious about getting a good, uh, take and, and it being something that was kind of connected with what we, um, do musically. We're not, we don't really sound that much like Rush, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I thought his, his baseline was incredible for it. Um, yeah, that was nuts. That was crazy. That was definitely a highlight. I sure. thought like did you guys get to be in studio with him or did you just send the track to him and he actually no he it was a remote so that was re yeah that's exactly so that was more yeah it was remote so he we, we we sent the track to him and he sent us like three options so uh, for baseline so one was more straight ahead which is what we ended up using and some were like pretty involved crazy baseline. we should almost like it'd be almost cool to like release a oh man an, an out, like the outtake of that um You'd have to get his permission, I think. But uh but like um You should definitely do that. Yeah, that'd be actually really awesome. You could have you could have like a B side Absolutely Lisa, an NFT of Eddie <laughs> Lee's baseline on territory. <laughs> which would be amazing. Uh no, uh yeah, that that's awesome. Um what else? Yeah. That's so cool. No, that was that was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, that was crazy. It's just one of those things that like it makes you kind of um, think anything can happen when you're, <laughs> you know, it feels really special. Yeah, definitely. Um, what it's kind a small of, world, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What uh, what are some of the best venues that you've played in your mind? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, in terms of just like straight up uh, club venues. Sure, um, anything. Like festivals even. Like I just... I just love yeah, all like Pemberton. That's a really amazing Pemberton, BC is just incredible. Like BC is just incredible. So just going there and being able to play outside in a festival is really it's just beautiful. Like it's so nice, mm -hmm. and they're always really well, um, really well run and really like artist friendly festival. Oceaga was a really awesome festival in Montreal. It's a great one. Um, 
we uh, we played on the hill here through Sonic. It was like, a, I'm not sure what it was called, but it was through Sonic Records. Um, they did a festival that was really fun. It was on Citadel Hill. That was a cool. So I like doing all the outdoor ones are great. Um, venues, I think, like, there's lots of good venues. Um, the Tideboard in New Brunswick is really good. They have a really awesome... Um, so they have the like place where you eat and then you go through and there's like a venue and that's incredible. It's a really good, that's probably my favorite like East coast venue. Um, I saw the, the tea Dan party Forth there last kind year. Of fun to play. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> that's cool. It reminds me of like, it kind of reminds me of like in Germany and like Amsterdam, they have a lot of like, um, government sponsored venues and they all kind of look and sound like they're always like they sound awesome and they're small and they have certain specs to them and it's and that room at Tideboard just reminds me of one of those rooms it just sounds awesome and it's like it's just cool it's like it's like designed with a really good sounding show for four or five hundred people like which is just, yeah I think it's really cool um great energy in that room I like it's awesome. It's just, well, it sounds awesome. And it's like all the sight lines are really good and mm. it's, yeah, it's really great. <laughs> um, I wish there was a place like that in Halifax. There is not. Um, the marquee's cool in Halifax. Um, I like the marquee, but you have to bring in, well, I mean, that's, I don't know what's going to happen now, but we, we would always bring in sound like uh, to the marquee. That's the one. That's the thing that I like more about the the Titanborn one is that the sounds already there. I think right. they actually hired in though. Maybe they maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Um, so Danforth in Toronto is cool. I like that. I like um, the Commodore. It was amazing in Vancouver. That's like a really 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 special place. Um. Yeah. What about other collaborations? All that Getty Lee talk got me wondering, like, what anything else that you guys have in store or anything that you've reached out or had in mind? No, to... I think it, I think it's like um, I think we generally um, keep it pretty contained with winter sleep anyway um, when we're working on records. But um, I don't know. There's lots of cool. I, I think it's just all it's all depends on what you're doing at the time and who you're hanging out with generally and you get your friends involved and people that where it makes sense, you know? Um, yeah, I think it just, it just depends on the kind of, um, kind of song. Like I, I, yeah, like with, with the, the song I did on this post data, latest post data one, it was just like this song kind of felt like, uh, it felt like it would just, the kind of song that Andy would make sound awesome. <laughs> so it's like, right. I think you think of, you think of people and then it's like, Oh, let, let's see if we can, or, or, I mean, and I think that's a lot of, it's like, um, yeah, I think you just have people, people come to mind and then you just ask. And sometimes you don't know that person at all. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and normally you wouldn't ask that. I don't even know why we did it. Was, it was <laughs> well, I don't know why it's, it's sort of like, it's so crazy that he might do it. I think that's why we asked him and he did. And it's like, Oh wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Any, uh, so you just put out a post data, uh, album, but is there anything with winter sleep in the works? 
Um, there, yeah, I mean, we're always working on stuff. So we have, we have a lot of ideas, but it feels like it's all over the place, like in terms of a sound. So it doesn't, it doesn't quite feel like we have a, uh, a direction that's, it'll take a little while. We're, we're in different spots, but we're all, we're always writing. So we're just kind of compiling stuff right now. And we had, we actually got probably like 70% of a record kind of the bones of it kind of ready, like just before the lockdown. Um, and so now we're, we're going to have to try to regroup and complete it. <laughs> but right. everyone's, it's, it's tough though. Like I think it's tough in, in terms of a group. Um, I, I think that's, that was a benefit as a solo record. Um, that is, I think it takes a little longer as a group because you're kind of running ideas by everybody. So it sort of like takes a little longer and we're just, uh, so it's like, we're more used to like, if we have a song for, to flesh it out all together in like a jam space. And sometimes that's, sometimes that's just better depending on the song to do it that way. And we have a lot of songs that are, I'm sure there are a few songs that we can do exactly like this and it would be great. Um, but it would be, not like one it wouldn't be a full record we could maybe do like oh let's do like a six song record and release that but i think everyone just kind of wants to do more of a full-on full-fledged thing but so yeah. right right now we're basically demoing in the same way that i did the post data record so i'll have a i'll have a song and i'll try to get it as done as possible and then i'll send it and then um but sometimes it'll be like this is cool let's try to do it a different way and and then that kind of changes the, just a lot more time, I think. And yeah, it takes takes more time, a lot more time doing it that way if it's remote. So yeah, anyway. I think Tim's coming in like the end of the summer and uh, kind of fall time period. So we will definitely have something soon. I think. Good, good to hear. <laughs> Maybe not out soon, but <laughs> yeah, we'll have something worked. We'll be working on, we'll probably have something completed in terms of written um, before Christmas. And then it depends on how the recording and how the production goes. Now, would you play that live if things open up before that? Oh, yeah. Before it's ready? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Definitely. Nice. Oh, yeah. Especially like if, and if the bubble thing is happening in, in the maritimes, like it might, it, I would love to do like a tour, even if it was. Cause right now it's tough. Cause like all the venues are kind of like operating at like 30% capacity or something like that. But I think if it, if it was like running, uh, doing a set that was kind of more like, uh, we're, we're just going to try our new songs in a live environment, then it kind of makes it more kind of just like something fun to do that you're saying you're kind of like fleshing out the songs a little bit. Um, so I would, yeah, I'd like to do that if we can. Definitely. Well, hopefully that happens because an Atlantic bubble with some live concerts is what everybody needs for the summer. Coming, I know. So. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I look forward to it. Hopefully maybe even a post data Atlantic tour. Yeah. I'm going to try to do a post data Atlantic tour. Um, I think July we're doing something definitely in, in July, like, mid July and then we're going to um try to make a tour out of that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. So it just depends. Yeah, it depends on <laughs> I think it just depends on the uh well, 
it's pretty simple. It just depends on if <laughs> the vaccines are working or if we have vaccines and and what what everything's looking like. I guess. Yeah, that's but we're right. Gonna, we're gonna schedule it. We're gonna we're definitely gonna book it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully that happens. Hopefully we can catch up when it does happen. And the new album, Twin Flames. Yeah. Post data. Thanks a lot for doing this, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, be a kid.